Now we're rolling Damage Plan MMA podcast, and right now we're joined by none other than Spencer Woodland, who's going to be making the walk once again. He was here in February. He had an incredible performance, and he's coming back again here in June at the Mountain America Center. Spencer, how are you, man? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. I uh, We're all really looking forward to seeing you back. We didn't get a whole lot of you in that first fight, and uh, I just kind of want to ask you, how have things been since that incredible knockout? I mean... It was really something that I don't think anyone was really expecting. I don't think anyone ever really expects that in the first place. Yeah, no, I, I definitely wasn't expecting it either. <laughs> um, but it felt good. Things have been good. I mean, that kind of opened up a lot of windows of opportunity on my side. I was able to get um, a sponsor. Um, just It was a big confidence boost, especially after the first fight, getting knocked out. That's It's never fun, but... Um, I learned a lot from that, came back, um, and I, I wanted to start dishing out the, the jaw rockers. So <laughs> um, it felt good. Training's, training's paid off, and training continues to pay off, and it's going to pay off again soon. So did face your debut, uh, Nolan Leg, who was a 21-1 amateur. He's had a pretty solid career in your debut. Yeah. Take me back to that moment. What was that like, knowing that you were going in there with someone who was – I mean, to be completely honest, a debuting fighter versus someone who's two and one, that's a big difference there. Yeah. So it was weird. Um, I was originally supposed to fight somebody else and he backed out and I'd been trying to get a fight for a while at that point. So Mountain Force kind of threw um, Nolan Leg at me and I accepted um, just because I'd been trying to get in the cage for a while. Um, wasn't a lot of thought put into that, really. Um so I took it and then I ended up talking to him after, after that fight. And he was like, well, you know, I've had like 16 or 17 boxing matches and I've had this many like um, undercard or smoker MMA fights. And I was like, holy crap. Well, no wonder dude. Like, <laughs> um, and like after that, he had went pro after he fought me, he went pro and fought for uh for a Masvidal's bare knuckle promotion. And so he's still, I think, I don't know if he fights anymore. I haven't really, seen or heard from him but he was actually a really respectful guy he was really nice to talk to but yeah he's he's fought for Jorge Masvidal the guy was no joke that's for sure um but yeah there was there just wasn't a lot of thought that went into that first fight so it was it was interesting I'm curious what were some of the adjustments that you had to make where when you fought Carson Newman was it more like I need to be very very methodical in terms of my research and knowing this fighter or was it more so just again like I don't know a lot about him he doesn't know a lot about me and we're just going to go in there and scrap yeah no that's kind of exactly what it was like I I kind of learned from that first one you know um take everything with a grain of salt be prepared for anything that's kind of what it is so with Carson never heard of him even Zach Zach hadn't heard of him either he just kind of showed up and wanted to fight which is cool um but it was definitely going to be more of like a, all right, let's feel it out. Let's go in there. But as soon as that first straight left landed, I was like, mm, yep, <laughs> let's get it done. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was definitely like as fast as it was, it was, it was a lot slower in my mind than my first fight. Like I, I was definitely able to think it through more and, and see, see my opening and where I needed to be. And it, it worked. So does it ever freak you out to think to yourself like, yeah, I had that one fight you know, with Nolan back in the day, uh, took a couple of years off. But then when I came back, 
it was only six seconds. Like it wasn't that long. So like, there's not, you didn't accrue a lot of time or, 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 you know, you didn't clock in a lot of time that night. And so does that worry you considering that you don't have as many miles or as, as much experience as maybe you'd like to going into your third fight? It always, you know, it's in the back of my head. It's definitely something I think about, but I don't, I, I tend to not let it get to me. I think I've got a lot more, um, I've got a lot more experience than uh, the guy that I'm fighting here in a couple of weeks. Um, cause mind you, I went after I got knocked out, I went and did a boxing match in Wyoming and that went the full three rounds. That went the distance and I was able to, uh, get that done by, uh, UD. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's in the back of my mind, you know, like when you get knocked out, it sticks with you for a while and you, you, you think about it and it's something to reflect on, but you learn from it. Um, and I think that's going to help be in my advantage in this next fight because I know what it's like to be knocked out with MMA gloves on. This guy doesn't like he's. I'm, I guarantee you, he probably hasn't even been hit as hard as I'm going to hit him with MMA gloves on. So, like that's what that's what I'm thinking. And especially getting knocked out, you learn that I got to move more, I got to train harder, I got to do X, Y, Z to be prepared for the next one. And I think that I'm doing that and have continued to do that, especially after getting knocked out. Because, like I said, it, it just sucks. You know, it sticks with you for a while. But I'm determined that, you know. I don't want that to happen again. So I don't think I'm going to let it happen again. We'll talk about TJ Spencer in a little bit. I definitely want to talk about your opponent. Um, yeah. But I did want to ask you, do you think you ever box again? Or do you think you stick with MMA from here on out? You know, that boxing promotion I fought for, they were uh, just some small company out of Wyoming. I really liked the guy. The promoter, he was really good. I told him I'd fight for him again um, just because he was he was good. He put on a good little show out there. Um, everything was Okay, it wasn't fierce, you know, but like it was <laughs> it was good. It was fun. And he he really took care of everybody there and he really cared about it. So I, I might, you know, I I wouldn't put it past me to do it again, but I'm kind of fierce right now. I like fierce. I like where I'm at and we'll probably stick around here for a little bit longer. Um, but maybe, maybe. I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about how you got started. What made you want to take a boxing match? What made you want to take an MMA fight back in the day? What started you at Pac Jiu-Jitsu? You kind of just yeah. break down what your martial arts journey has been like. All right, you guys, you're going to get the life story of me. So I just kind of have these vivid memories of me with my dad, uh, kind of like when I was maybe 14, 13, around the, the mid-teen era of my life. Um, just watching Bellator on Spike TV when Spike TV was a thing. Um, and I always thought that was pretty cool. Um, I thought WWE was stupid. So I just always kind of watched Bellator on Spike TV with my dad. Um, and then I knew I kind of always wanted to get into some sort of combat sport or some sort of like contact sport. So they put me in karate at like a really early age. Of course, it didn't really stick. Um, and as time went on, I still carried that, like in the back of my head, I still carried that like passion for contact sports. Um, so my senior year, I quit doing, I quit doing basketball. I got into wrestling. I did Brazilian jiu-jitsu that summer and I never really took it too super serious. Um, cause I ended up like out of high school, I ended up going working in the mines. And when I got out and I went to college and then I went on a mission. And when I came back, I was looking in Rexburg for places to go train. Um, and the only one in Rexburg was 
Isaac Isaac Payne's gym. It was known as uh, Payne Athletic Company then. They've since rebranded to Pack Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and they were a full-fledged MMA academy. They had they had a couple fighters. I know Luis Cortez used to train with Isaac. Um, so Isaac has brought up a lot of the ruthless fighters and a lot of the Lionheart MMA guys. Um, they've since, you know, branched out and done their own things. But I've kind of, when I got back from my mission in 2020, I kind of wanted to start doing it again. And I didn't really think I was going to fight. I knew it was something I wanted to try. Um, so maybe, like, and that's when it happened, kind of six months into training at Isaac's gym. I asked him if I could get on. I was like, what do you think about me getting on a card, you know, and in December? And he was like, I think it'd be a good idea. I think you'd do pretty good. And that's when, you know, we got matched up with Nolan Leg and got smoked. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of how it happened. And, and the obsession kind of carried on, you know, you, it's kind of euphoric. It's your first time in the cage. You're like, holy crap, I'm in a cage. I'm going to fight this dude. Never been a fist fight in my life, you know. And uh, yeah, it was instant like instant addiction i love the sport you know i i've been training for a while now and i'm a lot more comfortable um i just love everything about jujitsu mma i love that stuff man it's it's awesome so that's kind of how i got brought up into it considering your two mma fights boxing match you kind of talked a little bit about your nerves that first time around how has that refined over the years? And are you nearly as nervous or what is your nerves like on fight that when you are making that walk now in 2023 versus back in 2021? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, man, I was, for lack of a better word, I was shitting bricks before my first fight. <laughs> like, I was so nervous, dude. And, and I think that played a big factor because I, 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 I go back and watch that. I wouldn't say fairly often, but I'll go reflect on it every now and then. And I just see, man, I was closed off. There was nothing I was doing. I was I was too scared to let my hands go because I was afraid of getting punched in the face. Um, so I was mainly just trying to keep Nolan at bay with these leg kicks and these lead teeps that I couldn't really, that I, I didn't know how to effectively set up. Um, and then after kind of, you know, being punched in the face a little bit more and getting knocked out, um, I kind of knew in a sense what to expect in terms of pain and in terms of, um, going unconscious. I was, I was less afraid of that. You know, it made me a little bit more risky. So when I went into my boxing match, I had minimal nerves and I knew my, my mentality was a lot better. And I, I just went in there. I was like, I'm going to win. Like, I don't want to lose again. I'm going to win kind of went in there. And I, man, I had him out on his feet, I think like three times, but that ref just wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't call it, you know? Um, and then the same thing with Carson, like getting back in the MMA cage, like you said, like it was in the back of my head. I was like, oh man, last time I was in an MMA cage, I got my cheek broken. <laughs> I was out, you know? Um, but coming back, it was, it was, it felt good. It felt natural to stand in the cage when I walked in and I just kind of knew it was like, wow, my nerves kind of like instantly dispersed as soon as the ref said fight. It was like muscle memory. Everything that I had trained came into effect. Um, and yeah, and I think it's going to be the same, same scenario coming into June 24th, I think. Um, I'm, I'm not feeling super, super nervous, but, you know, the nerves are there. They always are. Um, but not like my first fight. I kind of, you know, I have in my head what to expect. So I'm, I feel it, man. I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> was it exciting or was it, did it add on to the nerves making that walk? I mean, in a Ooh. full arena, that's a lot of people, man. 
it was, you know, and I, I didn't really realize because you're in the back, you know, you're in the locker room getting prepared. You don't really realize how many people are out there watching. I knew I had like some friends and my, my wife and my family there. Um, so I was kind of, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put on a show for my friends and family. Little like little did you know, like the place is sold out and you got all of East Idaho there. God knows how many are from Rexburg and Idaho Falls and whatnot, Rigby, whatever. But those are the peers. Those are the people that, you know, I work with every day being a cop. You know, I see a lot of these people every day that they know who I am now. And so it's like, yeah, I walked out and I was like, oh, shit, like there is a lot of people here. <laughs> but it was like I said before, you know, it was like it was it was nice. You know, it was nice to see everybody in the East Idaho area kind of come out for something like that. And I think it's going to be cool again with the they're selling out the whole arena this time, you know, 3000 more people. I think it's going to be sweet. I think there's going to be a lot more attraction to it. I think the first event really caught the eye of everybody in Idaho Falls, Rigby, Pocatello, um, Rexburg area. I think it's going to draw a lot more of a crowd. So I'm excited. I think it's really cool. Following the Nolan fight, what made you want to come back? Oh man, I hated it. Like I hated getting knocked out. I thought it was like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Like because I like I want to take this all the way, you know. That's the dream. That's the dream for any fighters. You know, they want to take it all the way, even if they say, "Man, if they say they want to just try it out, see what it fits for them." No, they want to take it all the way because they get that first bite, and it's like a good pizza, man. Like you get the first bite, and you just want to eat the whole pizza. Um, so, yeah, no. After getting knocked out, it messed with me, man. Like I, I had told like you know all my friends, I was like, you know, I'm gonna fight, you know, I'm gonna win, you know, being confident and. Um, getting knocked out like that, it bothered me. I knew I had to go back. I knew I had to get a W somehow. And I like, that's when everything kind of started rolling. Like I started training a lot more, taking it really serious, um, taking everything that coaches said to heart. Um, and yeah, it just bothered me. Like I knew I had to come back. It, it wasn't even a question. You talked about you wanting to take it all the way that everyone around you, you think, you know, you're lying. If you say that you just want to try it out growing up watching Bellator, what made you, or what gives you this competitive nature? What, was there anything that happened in your life or, or that you kind of grew up around that made you, you know, want to be, you know, the top of whatever you were doing? That's a good question. I don't know if there was really any like definitive moment that kind of like made me have this competitive aspect to myself. I, I just think it's something that I feel like if you're not going to have a warrior mentality going into something like this, you are not going to win. You have to like, you have to mentally be there. You have to say to yourself, like, man, I'm going to win. And you have to like plan out how you're going to win. You have to be determined. You have to be dedicated, committed. And if you don't have that, I just feel like you can't. So I don't know if my first fight, you know, trying it out, feeling it out. Like I knew I wanted to take it all the way, but I think it was kind of half-assed. Um, but I know, like, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't buy into people who say, you know what, I'm just going to try this out for exercise or I want to see what it's like to get into a cage. It's like, no, I, you, you know why you're getting in the cage. Go do it. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know if there's really any definitive moment for me being competitive i just think it's mentality you got to have it you know um you just you got to be able to want it and go get it if you want to do good and if you want to win what gets you excited about this one um honestly i'm not sure there's not a lot we know about him we know he had a kickboxing match with mountain force 
Um, I mean, it wasn't, I don't want to like trash talk because I don't, you know, it's disrespectful, but he, he was a nice guy. He actually came up and talked to me after June and he was like, man, we'll have to fight. And I was, it's like, yeah, we will like, let's do it. You know, he seems like a really nice guy and I've got nothing personal against him, but his kickboxing match gave us a good look into what he's about. Um, and I kind of didn't give him anything with a nine second knockout. So, <laughs> um, going into it, you know, we know that ruthless likes to brawl. We know they love to swing and we're more than ready for that. You know, I'll swing back, but I'll, I, you can't be a one trick pony in MMA. You know, you can't be a brawler. That'll only take you so far. You got to be able to know what to do on the ground. You got to be able to know how to wrestle. You got to be well-rounded in all aspects. And I think um, if you're only training how to brawl, you might, you might find somebody who figures it out. Um, so going into it, we're, we're confident. We're, we know what to expect. And we're really <laughs> happy about it. For only someone with, you know, two fights, two MMA fights under their belt, you speak with one such confidence, but also with so much experience. It seems like you know and study this sport. Growing up, you told me before we turned on the cameras that, you know, MMA is really the only sport that you watch. Who have you watched and tried to emulate or who have you looked up to as you've grown up and watched the sport of MMA grow as you've grown as a fighter? So it's kind of funny. I always thought that um, all the Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters and MMA, you know, all these black belts that really flaunt it were boring. <laughs> you know, everybody loves to watch the guys stand and bang, like Justin Gaethje, Adesanya, Pereira. Man, the Adesanya Pereira fight was amazing. Um but at, the more I trained, the more I kind of like got into it. I've been, I've, I've since, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, I've been made a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor in our gym and uh, a coach. So like that's, I feel like it's, I'm entitled or I owe it to them to kind of study the sport and study the aspects of everything. So I, it's, yeah, it's what I do. I watch a crap ton of UFC. I watch a crap ton of you know, one championship. I watch a crap ton of jujitsu. Um, I just feel like I owe it to the gym and to the people that I coach and teach because if I can't do that effectively, then what, what have you really? Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's good that to analyze people, to study the sport, to study how to win, create game plans, not to mention, you know, aside from those two cage fights and, um, and the boxing match, I've done quite a few jujitsu matches and tournaments um so i've i've been in stressful situations um and i know how to analyze i know how to act quick on my feet i know how to just act quick is the best way to put it i guess but especially being a street cop you know like you're in these tough situations on the street you've got to be able to like analyze and move you know what i mean um so yeah i think i owe it to the people that i coach to be well-rounded analytical and a good coach so i think i think it just stem, stems from that being able to and watching ufc for god knows how long um, yeah when you became an instructor at pack jiu-jitsu and you saw the school and you saw yourself now becoming a coach rather than just another student at the school itself do you think that that has helped you improve in your jujitsu and your wrestling in your MMA in in everything. Definitely. Um, just teaching classes, you know, there's a difference between like teaching classes 
and then being there being there you get the instruction and you and you kind of like rep the motions and you get good at it being a coach you have to analyze and be able to explain to the people that you coach why this works why you would do it like this and i think that has helped me uh like a lot um being able to explain why why we're doing x guard or whatever you know what i mean um I, I think it just helps my understanding. So being a coach, I'm still a student, you know, I got to go and do my research just as much as they got to buy into me teaching them. I got to buy into the people to teach them. So any up and comers coming out of pack jujitsu that you're particularly excited for? Yeah, dude, we got one. He's, Oh man, he's a big guy. He's not a big guy, but he's like six, two, six, three. And he walks around. I think last time I talked to him, he's walking around at like one, 190 something and he was gonna fight on this card but i think he ended up throwing his back out his name's thomas sattler and i love that kid that kid is just like i don't know what it is but he's got grit like he his his profile picture on facebook is of him all bloodied up after like a street fight in the sand dunes so he is just like this he's and he's so funny like he's a good guy um yeah we really wanted to get him on this card um it's it's too bad he threw his back out but he's he's one of those guys that i really want to see him get in the fierce cage really bad because i think he'd be good and not only that but before he got up to 200 he was weighing like 180 something 175 when he first showed up so we were like dude you fight welterweight you're bigger than all those guys you can hurt somebody um and he's kind of out of town. He's a student, so he kind of bounces between the semesters from home and here. So when he gets back up, I think we're going to try and get him. I know he fought, I think he fought on a kickboxing match on Mountain Force. And I think he lost by decision, but both of those guys were just destroyed. So, <laughs> like, he's got grit. He's a really good guy. I'd love to see him get in the cage. What's the number one thing that the fans of Idaho Falls can look forward to as you make the walk on June 24th? A damn good fight. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be a nine-second nine knockout. I'm, I'm not really going to make any predictions um, because I'm, I'm going in there calm. I'm going in there cool, and I'm going to feel them out. I'm going to see where my openings are. I'm going to look for my takedowns. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play my game. That's what's going to happen. Um, I'm expecting him to press it. You know, I'm expecting him to come forward and fight. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for a really good fight. I think they should look forward to me and TJ um, probably more than any of the other amateurs, honestly, just because TJ, I know is Jim. I know they got that grit. They're going to stand and fight. Um, but, you know, it, like I'm a little more analytical than that. And I think it's going to play out in my benefit. So it's going to be entertaining. So they should, they should definitely watch out for that. He holds the record for the second fastest knockout of years fighting championship history. He is Spencer Woodland making the walk on June 24th. Spencer, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. No worries, man. Thanks for having me.